Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Gals of Geekdom podcast. I am one of your very tired and very amazing hosts, uh, Crystal Williams, and I'm joined by my equally amazing and awesome and talented co-host, Lizzie and Jazzy. Sup? Hello. Vibes. And do you uh, like scary movies? I, yes, I do, actually. How did you know that, Jazzy? It's hard to uh, tell. I don't know. I just took a guess because we're in the, spook- we're, yes. we're in the spooky month after all. Have you, have you ever had a single conversation with me? Lizzie, do you like scary things? <laughs> Lizzie, no, do you like horror by chance? Oh, maybe just a little bit. I don't know. And, uh, and Lizzie, we, we, have a, we have a special guest today. Oh, yes? So, so special. Um, this, is, this is my friend James. Hello. Who's n- n- engages in social media not at all. And he's also, guys, hot take, big, big spring surprise for the audience. He is straight. What? And he's this. <laughs> <laughs> and he's white. <laughs> Wait, there's white people in this podcast? I have no idea. <laughs> he's, 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 he's the, the cis straight white man that we all uh, joke about. Is he that person that 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 rapper named uh, Tom McDonald's talked about? Wait, wait, the straight person we all joke about. I thought that was Martin, the guest I brought some time ago. Oh my God, you're right. I forgot. <laughs> it's our second. He's our second token straight guest. Well, okay. There's also there's also Kai who's straight. But Kai's oh yeah, not... that's true. Wasn't Kai not so? Sorry, what? what? No, he's cis. No? What? What? what, what yeah. Why have we had so many straight people on this? Yeah. I mean, yes. Kai, Kai is straight. He's cis, but he's not white. So there's the. There we go. Yes, we got, I was right. I was, knew there was something. There's, there was a thing. I knew there you were just you were looking. You were like going over every record of. <laughs> Which one is it? Which one? You were desperately looking for something to not be canceled by. <laughs> No, he's he's yes yes I've brought I've brought I've brought a straight white man into our midst. It's oh no. I know. Forgive me. I guys. would say I would I would say you fucked up, but I was the first to bring the straight white guy into this. It's into the fine. I don't, I don't so get the, I, don't so I I fucked up first. Yeah. I mean there there's there it's is so a, there is a, it's so important that they have the representation. <laughs> Look, look, okay. We all have our token straight guy, okay? <laughs> and for and I mean, if we bring Tom onto the onto the uh, onto this podcast, um, that'll be my second token straight guy I give you guys. So, all right, you need to diversify your friend group because this is just sad. Look, I have a whole two straight men. I don't know how how we're supposed to be friends after this. <laughs> Right? Whole two. It's not like most of my friend group is pretty fucking gay, Lizzie. <laughs> it's not like most of the actors I work with on every fucking project is full of fucking gay, Lizzie. Yeah, no, of course not. Uh. Anyway, the point is he's also, he doesn't do the social media, so he's going to not know half of what we're talking about. It's going to be really funny. You're right. It's going, there's going to be a hot minute where you guys are going to be talking about something. I'm just going to be like, What? Yeah, I, it's um. Let's make a policy that we won't explain anything to him that he doesn't that. understand. <laughs> Why do you want to be mean? 
What do you want to be mean, Lindsay? Because I'm a brat. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, right. And we, we, it's, it is, it is our uh, civil responsibility to bully the, the straight. Yes. He needs to be fixed. He needs to, he needs to feel, feel what it's like to be a minority for an hour. Feel my pain. <laughs> feel my pain, motherfucker. Feel my pain. Feel our pain, James. Mm. Okay. Yes, being the nerd of every group. <laughs> oh no, that is a what? You're, there, there are no cool people here. Mm-hmm. No. No. Anyway, nah. I know, I know the first thing we should talk about. Okay, let's get into this shit. The, the freaking Alec Baldwin gun oh. thing. Okay, so yes, did you watch uh, yeah, the TikTok yeah, I did about see this? That. Okay, so that's a lot, and it's wild that that happened at, uh, in the midst of the uh, the strike that's being threatened right now by the um the crew the the film crew union. Yes. I don't. I am. I, I am with you. I'm blanking on the the acronym. And I, I, yeah, acronym because I'm bad at things. But yes, there. It's so. It's fascinating that this uh, blatant uh, violation of of onset safety rules happened. Like we don't know exactly what it is that happened, but we know that this only happens when either the prop master isn't present or uh, codes and and guidelines weren't followed. That someone got not only shot but killed. I can't help but think well, about Brandon Lee. It's same. I was going to say, this isn't the first time something like this has happened, because when I heard about it, the first thing that popped in my mind was, um, was it a Jet Lee? Brandon Lee. Brandon oh, Lee. Brandon Lee, yeah. Brandon Lee, on the, on the side of the crow. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, 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 I'm thinking of something else. Jet Lee, the martial art act- actor. What happened? What? One of the, it, was, it was either Bruce Lee or Jet Lee. Yes, okay, Brandon Lee is Bruce Lee's son. Was it the crow? I thought it was. Then him. you're thinking yeah, it. Yes, it, it was. Yes, we're on the same. You're thinking of Brendan Lee. Okay. Brendan Lee on the side of the crow. He that was Bruce Lee's son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say well, Jet, well, Jet Lee's still alive. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew it was one of them. Anyway, that was the first thing that popped in my head when I saw it. I was like, it happened again. Now I think that what happened. Look, there's going to have to be a huge investigation in terms of what happened on this set specifically. I know what I've heard so far is that the prop master wasn't present, which the prop master should always be present on the set if you're handling guns. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we can't say we weren't there. We can't say exactly what who is at fault and for to what degree. That's what the invest they're going to have to investigate what happened. But the Brandon Lee situation was. Explicitly that there was still uh, what you would call it left in the gun barrel from the blank that they used for the close-up. Right, it was like a piece of metal that was left in it. A fragment. Yeah, a fragment, yeah. thank you. He knows gu- This is something James knows about. James knows about guns. Oh, wow. This is the first topic we're going to get into, and this fits perfectly with our guest. How weird. He knows about guns. How odd. It's like a plan. It's almost like I conveniently knew <laughs> a good thing to talk about. Okay. Do you know Do you know how this works with the gun blanks and shit? How blanks work? Yeah. All right. Explain so, for our audience because none of we're all losers who don't know how right. to use a gun. All right. So first off, how a bullet works is you have the piece of lead at the beginning, the project at the projectile in a casing, and inside the casing is a bunch of gunpowder pressed up against something that'll cause a spark, a primer. So that way it explodes and pushes the 
the projectile out the end of the barrel, right? Mm -hmm. What a blank is, is you just take away the projectile part and close the tip. So all it is is just a casing of powder for the flash and the noise. And that's why they usually use them on film sets is because yes. it's good. It, it creates a, it creates a good realistic reaction from the actors mm -hmm. to an actual gunshot. Um, and it makes for a good uh, sound and effect yes. for the shot, but mm -hmm. it's more dangerous because you can always still have fragments left in the gun from the last time. Hence why the prop masters always make should always make sure the guns are cleaned thoroughly after after using them. Because yes, there's no projectile in in uh, blank in blanks. However, they do they can break and cause fragmentations in the barrel. Yes. Now, now I could be wrong, but in um, Brandon Lee's case, um, I believe the the gun and or the ammunition came from the um, the store that they were filming at. So yeah, it was that. I know what you're thinking about because Brandon Lee in the the shot, Eric, the main character, he shut he shoves a bunch of like metal and rings into the shotgun. Mm -hmm. And she said, I don't think that was the actual issue though. From what I heard. What was the, what happened with that one is it was actually a lot they someone had mixed up the blanks and the live rounds but why why there was live rounds on a set the I don't know. The reason there'll be a live round is for a close up. Close up. When okay. you're doing a close up on the guns so that you can see the rounds in there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's what it, because in that shot there is a close up of the live round in the gun. Yes. So I in that scene there's a shot of that. So I do I think that you're right. I think that's what happened with Brandon Lee. And we don't know for certain what it is that happened here. No, it's still in, under it's, investigation. It just happened this morning yeah. in New Mexico. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're talking about Brandon, but we should really focus on, the, um, focus on yes. the victims of of today of this. Just because Brandon, The Crow is my favorite. It's one of my favorite movies. As everybody who's in I know, I love that movie too. <laughs> so it's it's that really really hard to not. I've seen parts of it. I need to show it to him still. We were just talking about this last night, but um, it's hard to not focus on that aspect of it for me. Mm -hmm. But yeah. um, yes, uh, Helena Hitchens uh, is the cinematographer who tragically passed away this morning uh, due to somebody's incompetence on the set. Almost certainly, and people, there's a lot of people running with the headline because the headline is Alec Baldwin shot cinematographer, but it, so people are running with that. This was almost certainly not Alec Baldwin's fault. Yeah, I mean, it's it, almost certainly not the actor's fault. Right. There was incompetence somewhere in the chain of custody, for lack of a better word, on the on the onset firearm. Um, that I'm just fascinated to see what's going to come of it. I'm seeing a lot of both a lot of uh, people in the industry. Uh, at varying degrees of jobs, right? I'm seeing people who work in VFX, people who uh, direct, I'm seeing directors, I'm seeing retired crew members, I'm seeing prop masters, I'm seeing like all sorts of people um, discussing how, like what we're going to do going forward, how much we think this will affect the usage of uh, real guns on film sets, because this is still a widely spread thing. Like this is still, this is regularly how you, what the order of operations is, the prop guns, quote unquote, are almost always real guns. And right. yeah. a lot of conversation right now around, are we finally going to change that? And so I'm just I'm very curious to see how what what effect that will have. Mm -hmm. I I hope I I mean my hope is that there's a there's a more focus on using digital technology to to simulate. I hope, 
because ultimately I'm a, I'm a big fan of preserving as much of practical filmmaking as we can because I'm that kind of person. I, I have a, a, a deep sense of affection for practical effects and practical filmmaking because I love that old school ticky tacky yeah. filmmaking style. But at the end of the day, the sa- health and safety of the crew and the cast and everyone involved in the making of the films needs to come first. And I do have to agree with you with that on Lizzie. Practical effects are nine times out of 10 better than digital. However, in the digital age, we are getting better at them. But there is one thing that also has progressed that might also kind of solve this problem. Um, one of my hobbies is, uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with it, uh, airsofting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Air guns. And so I have a, most of my airsoft rifles and pistols, they look and act pretty realistic. So there could be a chance they swap over to that and then use the visual effects for, you know, the gun, the muzzle flash and all that. I specifically saw a VFX technician mm-hmm. talking about that on Twitter today. So there's no reason not to use airsoft guns. They, we are able to make them look extremely realistic. You can put it, you can make them heavy enough that they have the, same, oh. the right amount of weight. Oh yeah. Like I have a, I have a, uh, one of my airsoft pistols is modeled after the Colt 1911, uh, uh, what is it called? Not the revolver, the slide action. And it has the weight of a real one. It s- cycles like a real pistol. It has a little bit of a kick like a real one. The only thing it doesn't have is that muzzle flash. Which can is very, very easy to oh, add yeah. in post. It's And it does not exp- it wouldn't be an expensive edition either. Um, I think it only costs like... No, not the gun specifically. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be expensive to add to the post, oh, the budget on yes. post-production. Because that's another thing that people will bring up is that, oh, well, the more VFX you use, the higher the budget has to be. And it's like, yeah, okay, but this is not a huge, but this this is not a budget-breaking addition to your VFX. Yeah. It's right. Yeah, it's, sure. not the most, it's, not the, it's, not, it's not the most, the biggest thing you should worry about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure muzzle flash is, like, one of the generic uh, effects you can get off of, like, cheap. Well, they're shitty, though. You can make good ones. <laughs> yes, I know, but you can I also know. make cheap ones good. <laughs> Is it is it time to bring out the old uh, let's shit on Dog Walker and talk about his shitty use of Oh of his it? terrible Why? Why? Okay, Why not? We have to, right? Like channel also that. Uh I know He oh no, I've gotten in this fight with Treble already. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. CinemaSin's bad, anyway. CinemaSins.bad.CinemaSins.bad.CinemaSins.bad.CinemaSins.bad.CinemaSins.bad.CinemaSins.bad.CinemaSins.bad.CinemaSins.bad.CinemaSins.bad.CinemaSins.bad.
hard wubs and bass. The other half is like anime and I was in a, I went through a phase, okay? <laughs> it's a not phase. a phase. It's not a phase. He had, I, I would email you guys pictures of his fucking laptop. <laughs> it's not I'd rather you not. You I'd rather you not. For the, for the sake of my own sanity, I'd rather you not. I had to tell him not to put uh, waifu stickers on his car. Okay, I was joking when I asked you that. No, you were not. I, I, I don't was. believe you. I don't believe you. You were like, I want to put waifu stickers on my car. And I said, if you put waifu stickers on your car, I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> God, you're you're a bigger weeb than me, and that is saying something. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. It's a huge goddamn weeb. And probably... God damn it! You're <laughs> you're the you're a bigger weeb than me, and I and I'm the one with friends who voice in anime. So I bet you called yourself an otaku in high school. I don't know what that means. Oh, I'm proud of you. Never mind. You're not as bad as I thought. <laughs> Congratulations! Congratulations! You have some standards. In all fairness, though, I had a very sheltered childhood. It's also like it's like when he he, he told me the first time he ever because I, I sent him something through Twitter and he was like like I linked him a tweet and he was like I'm not on Twitter and I was straight up like oh so you've made some better life choices than me. No, I, just, I had <laughs> but, so I had a Twitter like I made one, I just couldn't figure it out so I was like you know I have Facebook and Instagram I don't need this. Well, <laughs> I just it's, left. I didn't even delete my account. I just Facebook, uninstalled. What was your app? Hang on. Oh God. Uh, uh, I bet it's gonna be baby something. At no. anime waifu sixty nine <laughs> or twenty. Someone with your name is verified though. You can pretend that that's you. I may have actually deleted it. I don't know. That would be a good decision. Um. Yeah, you're ma- you're making a you're making a better decision than than Twitter than is I a bad for place. Sure. I say this to everybody. I, when they say, I don't really use Twitter, I'm like, good, don't. It's bad. So, so I'm on two minds of this. I love that I've gotten to meet so many amazing people and brought into my community. But yesterday, yesterday I got att- <laughs> I got attacked by angry Dave Chappelle fans and, and angry people who are defending drawing children having sex. So. Oh, my fucking God. So. Uh-huh. You're just going to be confused. It's okay. I, I was following, and then you said, a, I'm not sure I heard that right, but I'm... Yes, there are people who defend it. All right. Yeah. Yeah, were they being, were they, was it because you said that he was being transphobic? So, these are two separate groups of people happening on the same I know. fucking course. I know, I know. Oh, okay, I just, but I didn't even mention his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of course, because um, why would you have to? So I posted a trans meme. woman existing on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's just what happens um, to me a lot. Uh, this is, which is why I censor the word turfs because the last time I I sent a turf uh, a tweet that had the word turf in it, my in my notifications were flooded with British people at two in the morning here just dogpiling me. Uh, so that happened. Uh, which is why I intentionally censor the word so people don't search it. Um, but the Dave Chappelle thing is because I posted a um, a meme, and it's the it's the meme of the um, Apu jumping in front of James Woods with the gun, you know, in front of the gun. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah I know. The but episode. I like. But the the meme I posted has Apu. I put weird nerds. 
the gun says valid criticism of transphobia, and I put under James Woods, uh, shitty comedians. Shitty. Ironic. Ironic. So, so, of course, they immediately jumped to defending Dave, Dave Chappelle, which, you know, I mean, granted, this tweet was partially inspired by everything, but also, I didn't mention his name. <laughs> they just assumed? Just assumed. Yeah, they assumed, of course, because... Because, you know, trans people aren't allowed to criticize um, transphobia because it's just jokes, you know? It's just, it's joke. just jokes. It's, it's just, just a joke. It's joke. just jokey joke. Yeah, Ish. I'm just being super sensitive. It says the people who have a fucking heart attack when there's a, when someone has fucking pronouns. <laughs> I mean, they these people were literally like... On the first or second day of like, school, my child had to put down a pronoun. He oh, was afraid God. that if he didn't, the teacher would assume he was a they-them, and he was terrified. Oh, don't you know we're he also got... not allowed to say the word woman anymore? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because, like, cause, like the, the author of The Fucking Handmaid's Tale was did a fucking opinion piece or something. Where it's like, Wait, we all... was it Mar- did Margaret Atwood say some turkey shit? And I yes. She said we're not allowed to say woman anymore. Yeah, she thinks trans people are causing it that we can't say the word woman anymore. When that's anyone who has a brain cell that fucking works will tell you, (laughs) no, that's not true, you fucking moron. I'm saying fuck a lot today. More than usual. This is the event podcast. Yeah, you know what? I, I I had an entire week of of teaching teaching at the school I work at. I, I've had a few uh, swears that I need to get out. <laughs> I'm just fuck, fuck happy that fuck. Angela Carter has already passed away because if another one of my favorite female writers turns out to be a, turned out to be a turf, I don't know if my heart could handle it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, Margaret Atwood's shitty too. <laughs> God damn it. God fucking damn like her, uh, her and um, Walding are gonna hold hands and walk off into the sunset together. Okay. And yeah. cause a, 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 a decimation behind them. <laughs> what 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 do you want to ask? Then? So so my brain is sitting here going, okay, I'm not allowed to use the word woman anymore. Did they did did is there a, did what do we use then? <laughs> it's, well. Uh, no, it's in a single in a, in a single like medical journal. Yeah. When discussing like pregnancy and stuff, they use the terms terms like people with uterus because trans men exist and still have a uterus. And like um. So and the so, in, use so, of inclusive language for people who maybe uh, experience pregnancy or menstruation or things like that mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily women, like our girlfriend, for example. Yes. How do we, we we dare to use inclusive language and suddenly you can't use the word woman? It's bad speech. Right, right. These the the turf ideology is like, oh, I don't like trans people. They're policing my language, even though they're not. I I need to make up a rhetoric to make trans people look evil, basically. Gotcha. What do I by making shit up that doesn't actually happen? Then again, they are they are writers, so I guess that's what they're good at. So, <laughs> I mean, fiction is fiction. Fiction is mm-hmm. fiction. Yeah. Anyways, when you you mentioned the pedophile, I was not caught up on this. I only caught bits and pieces. Was this the same thing that Tony was fighting with people about? Yes. 
Yeah, that, that's what caught my brain. I was like, okay, wait, so on. what happened? What happened? An artist was drawing pedophilia. So, uh, I don't see. I I stumbled into the conversation, not really like investing too much in the broader story, but from what I've gathered, it's that an artist who was working with TV's with Kyle, um, he or which which Kyle. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> See, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't, I, I literally replied to, like, a single thing, and I got dogpiled, just because mm-hmm. a- Angela, and Angela Vile, Vile Angela, you know, on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, was tweeting about it, and I'm like, oh, you're a friend of mine, I should say, hey, it's weird that a whole bunch of people are jumping in to go, um, actually, you know, that, to actually, the fact that drawings aren't real people, so it's not actually bad. <laughs> Um, but anyway, there's a whole conversation here that you just are not, you, you don't know, you don't understand because you're not on Twitter. I know this is a daily, this is like daily conversation on Twitter. The efficacy. I, of, I, I never talk <laughs> about this though. Like, I know you don't, but someone's at every day on Twitter. Someone's having this conversation. You know that, right? Yeah. There's a version of this conversation that happens every day on that website. I was literally pride to the thing, and I was called, um, I'm too far gone, I'm evil, I'm an harasser, I am, for replying with one phrase, whereas I I can't believe people are dying on this hill. That's all I said. I mean, if if this week has taught me anything, it's that that people are fucking insane. Yeah. I've known that for years. (laughs) I mean... I mean, like the vo- the voiceover community had some fucking shit bags to deal with this past week. Let me tell you that much. Oh, all right. Let's. Let's. I know this is the gals of geekdom, but this is also the gals of of um decrying shitty people. So let's continue doing that. Okay. Well, um. So for those who don't know, um, on Wednesday it was announced that uh Christopher Airy, Christopher Ayers, a voice actor over at Funimation who was well known for voicing Frieza and a lot of modern Dragon Ball things, had unfortunately died. Um, he had a lot of lung trouble since I want to say 2017 or 2018, somewhere around there, and mm-hmm. unfor- and unfortunately he died. And um. Uh, shitty Twitter, being shitty Twitter, more or less kind of weaponized his death um, to rally support for Vic Mignogna, basically, because of course they fucking did. I did not see that. Nope. I'm just sitting here listening like, hmm, that and I okay. don't. As okay, much as so... I love anime, I don't watch Dragon Ball either. Until you said Frieza, I had no idea who you were talking about. <laughs> Uh, it's, you, you could probably look up Ayers' filmography and you'd probably find something he was in that you've seen. Like, he was in, he was in quite a few Funimation productions, like, like, from the 2000s all the way to, like, um, late, the late 2010s. Even while he was dealing with lung shit, I mean, he was, um, apparently in one of the Dragon Ball Super movies, um, the Broly one, he was in that one, despite the fact that his lungs were, the fact that he was playing this character who was screaming and yelling, despite the fact that at the time, his lungs were, like, shot to shit. So, the man was a badass. And I want to make it clear that I fucking loved this guy. He was my hero, and I cried my eyes out um, when I heard he died. Like, I was just, and this was, and this was the day before that, um, 
No, no, we, it, this was mentioned, this was brought up on Tuesday, because now I remember, because I had the Q&A the next day, and there was a part of me going into that where it's like, am I going to be in a good, am I going to, am I in a good mental state? I mean, I just, I just lost one of my fucking heroes, who I actually had the chance to meet once, so, and it was like, how the fuck do I go from here? <laughs> how the fuck do I go into a Q&A acting like I'm, fuck, like I'm happy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so people were pretty much weaponizing his death to shit on Funimation and give support to Vic Mignogna, the legendary sex pest, who it's like he's like, a pedophile. It's the short version of who Vic Mignogna. I'm I'm Vic slowly Mignogna. gathering that yeah, voice actor and, who's a sexual harasser. Yeah, who's the sh- one of the shittiest people ever. So and then tried to sue his victims. Yeah, so. Because they, it, they it, publicly it, stated that he assaulted them, and then he tried to the, sue them for defamation, and lost and is, pretty thoroughly he lost. And this isn't even the first time this fucking happened in this year, because back in January, um, an L.A.-based voice actor, uh, Brad Venable, died, and like there were a few people in that crowd that were like, oh, he was kick Vic, he didn't like Vic, so fuck him, he deserved to die, and it's like, fuck you. <laughs> I... <laughs> There's so much uh, happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so there, so there's like all this fucking bullshit going around, like, and it's just disgusting to me because you know, especially considering a lot of the people on the receiving end of this attack from these fanboys are like, they they were Chris's friends, obviously, like they all knew him. Like I said, I was devastated by it, and I only met the guy once, and so imagine how all these guys who fucking worked with him for years feel, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was, yeah, that was a load of bullshit. And I can't believe that they, that it's, it's not shocking because I'm, I don't put the, I don't put the internet on any moral standard at this point, but it's, but it's, but it's infuriating that someone is taking the death of this man who everyone who fucking met him, myself included, will tell you he was extremely nice and one of the friendliest people you'll meet and just say, oh, no, fuck that guy. What about Vic? And it's like, fuck Vic. It's because these people have no morals. More or less, they've, yeah. They've, they've, <laughs> they've dedicated their lives to listening to shitty internet edgelord grifters. And they worship these people because they coddle to their their worst thoughts and desires and don't challenge them on anything well it's also a thing that gets frustrating about this is that a lot of the time you get these people because they've bought into the mill the the uh, grifter mill of just siding with whoever like the quartering whoever tells them to side with like they get super protective over these people who they don't even know who they are right you don't actually have an attachment to a lot. Like a lot of the time, these these people on Twitter and, and and bullshit, they don't actually have an attachment to any of the people they're so valiantly defending. They just got told to care. It's no, like no. when Candace Owens comes out and is pretending that she cares about like what about Dave? What Dave should have that? What Dave Chappelle said? Or right. Ben Shapiro, whoever. None of you listened to Dave Chappelle before. None of you care. Right. It's <laughs> and none of these and none of these people. What I've realized about this whole about the, especially the Vic situation is like none of these people fucking knew who this guy was. A lot of these people fucking yeah, was. Yeah. Or at the very or if they did, they were aware of him. 
they they attached the image of a character to him, someone he voiced. Like like people attach the image of Edward Elric to him and therefore believe that this guy can do no wrong because the anime protagonist did no wrong. I mean, a lot of yeah. these people are also just cult- culture war, like mm-hmm. obsessed people is, who don't give a shit about vo- voice acting or anime in general. Right. They, they just right. see white Christ- Christian man being accused of being a sexual predator. And then they're right. like, we need to defend this because, you know, the women's all they do is lie. Mm-hmm. And but on the anime, like oh, sorry, with the anime, I can't say woman anymore. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny on the um, anime fan perspective, the people who are, were fans of Victor to his voice work who defended him because they have this image of him that's so high and mighty. Um, funny enough, I was re-wa- I was rewatching the movie Perfect Blue today, not too long before we started the uh, podcast. And that's some anime um, to discussion. Let's go into that. Yeah. And let's just say a lot of the idea of attaching an image, like a fictional image to a person, that plays a main theme in that movie. And I was watching it again, and I had already seen it before, but it is terrifying how much that movie is relevant today in a lot of what goes on. Mm-hmm. Because basically, if you don't know, Perfect Blue is an anime film released in 97 um, by the late great Satoshi Kon, which follows a former uh, idol in Japan who retires, decides to become an actress, and it's basically the film follows this very fucked up psychological look at like the reactions to her quitting, like um, more so, kind between the more reasonable and the more extreme, um, as well as um, her own struggles for it. It is fucked up beyond belief. But some of the stuff there is interesting because, like, you have a character in this movie who's basically this mega fan of the persona that this person played on stage as an idol. Right. And believes and believes that this person has this pure image that can't be ruined, that's slowly being ruined by the fact that she made this move to being an actress, being on TV, being on this gritty show where horrible things happen to her character. Right. Mm-hmm. Um... So it's, Which, it, it focuses on this inability to distinguish fiction from reality. Right. And it's kind of like uh, you I think if I'm understanding correctly, it's kind of like when live action actors, they play one role so well in a, in a movie or a show that anything else they play in, all you can see is that character they that you've originally saw them. in that was really good. Right, 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 right. right. Like right. just the other day, just the other day I was watching. Uh, what was it? What was it? It was uh, Sweeney Todd. Okay, yeah. Oh, right, the betrayal. I was watching Sweeney Todd, and, uh, God, what's his name? What are you talking about with the betrayal, Lizzie? Is there something you want to say? Oh, Oh, yes, yeah. Hold on, we'll get to that. Hold on. We'll get to it in a second. Yeah, uh, the actor that plays... Alan Rickman. Huh? Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Rickman. Yeah, I forgot Alan Rickman was in it, and when I saw him come up, I was like, huh. And the entire time, every time I saw him, all I could see is Snape, and every time he moved, he's playing a completely different character. Or like, uh, and again, I'm using Harry Potter as a reference. Um, the actress that played Dolores Umbridge, I will never be able to see her in another movie because I hated Umbridge so much. But that and like, and that, She's that happens. Elizabeth on the Crown. Well, I don't watch The Crown, so. <laughs> well, um, sharing well, a fun it's fact. Well, it's, well, it's funny because Perfect Blue mainly for, focuses on this idea in the context of um, idol culture in Japan, right. something that's a bit like 
not well known in to uh, most uh, English speaking audiences, but um, the way it's portrayed, it feels relevant to stuff like that. So to, to acting, to the idea of attaching this character to this person and associating them primarily as this character and not as the person behind the character. Anyway, yes, betrayal. Oh yeah, she wants to go into the betrayal. 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 So my my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my mm-hmm. girlfriend uh-huh. had never seen Sweeney Todd before. What? <laughs> I had the same reaction. And I was at I I was at work. Right? I was at work when this happened. Uh, yes. I was at work. And I decided to give... He's staying with, with our girlfriend right now. Yeah, I'm, I currently don't have an actual place to live, so I'm sleeping on her couch. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, I gave him a, I gave him a call. A little ringity ring. When I'm driving home from work. A ringity ring? A ringity ring. And it's like, what are you guys doing? And she's like, oh, uh, we're watching Sweeney Todd. And I was like, oh, that's fun. She's like, yeah. James saw it on the on the thing, and I said I'd never seen it before, and I said I'm sorry. You're was, watching <laughs> Sweeney Todd for the first time without me. Oh, without that's me. cold. That you, you, cold. you stole the opportunity for me to show my girlfriend Sweeney Todd for the first the audacity. Time. I do I not forgive home. you. We, we came home, and I was like, you know, I'm in the mood to watch Sweeney Todd because I've been listening to, you know. Phantom of the Opera soundtrack and all those, and I was like, you know, I'm in the mood for Sweeney Todd. And then, so I started it up on the TV, and I asked Trouble, I was like, hey, have you ever seen this Wait, 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 you like the (laughs) film version of fucking Phantom? Oh, no. Hold on, hold on. That (laughs) is the only one I have seen. We can yell at him about it in a second, let him finish his story. That's the only one I've seen, and it's the one I, that was the first one I've ever shown, so that's my excuse for that one. Go watch the live (laughs) show, you uncultured pre- I'm just joking. It's okay. I got the same thing from Lizzie. <laughs> There's a DVD of the live show, the 25th anniversary. Go watch the good one. Who uses DVDs anymore? God, it's 2021. The I don't fucking care. Just watch it somehow. VHS. Um. Yes, oh go back to VHS. God. It's 2021. VHS is back in in style. Oh so. my god. <laughs> I know I'm screaming, but that's because I'm a theater nerd and. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, for shame! Hey, when I was in high school, senior year, I did film production, not theater. For shame! <laughs> okay, now. Anyways, anyways. I was like, I'm in the mood to watch Sweeney Todd. I'm gonna put it on. Have you ever seen this before? And Trouble said, No, I haven't. I was like, Oh, cool. Let's watch it. <laughs> Our girlfriend, who's, you know, literally uh, making her career out of talking about horror movies, will surely not want to be Okay, here it did this. not occur to me that Sweeney Todd was horror. It doesn't... Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever the I Sweeney Todd, I don't think people. it's horror. That's not horror at all. That musical about the, the barber who slits people's throats with a straight razor and then cooks their bodies into meat pies. Okay. There's something okay. horrifying about that. There's a fast <laughs> oh, way to figure me. this out. Here's, if you're not sure if a movie is horror, go on YouTube, search up Dead Meat and the title of the movie. If they did a video on it, it probably counts as horror. That's okay. True. I'm have to... In- what the, why are your eyelashes so long? <laughs> Lizzie, do you have to make another visual, like, comment in our audio-only podcast yes. where even we can't see each other? No one had made one yet. We have to make at least one more. <laughs> 
Why is it my eyelashes, though? Yeah, because the sun caught your eyelashes, and they look very long, and it's making me mad because mine aren't that long. Okay, you can have them. They're annoying. Cool. <laughs> they get stuck together a lot. Where's the scissors? Where's the scissors? I found scissors. Oh, God. <laughs> he picked up the giant kitchen, like, meat scissors. Anyway. Anyways. Anyways, yes, that was it was a horrible. I wonder if there's a connection between the word scissor and the fact that we're gay. Hmm. Oh. I'm done. Yeah. I quit. Somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in there. I don't know. There's a joke. There's a joke somewhere. I think we may have to um Google to find out. Gay scissor. Gay scissor jokes. <laughs> or we could just cut This right will to the yield chase. only um educational results. Oh, yeah, purely educational. And it won't get me a virus. Well, um, <laughs> well, maybe. The IT guy says maybe. Oh, yeah, he's an IT. Yeah, I'm an IT guy. He's so smart and also so stupid. You're, you're an it? Yes. Okay. Hi, uh-huh. Pennywise. Uh-huh. We're in the spooky moment, after all. You're right. I heard, so I was, it kind of reminds me of something I thought about. I was watching TikTok, and I heard, I was watching this video, and they called October something I had never heard it called before. What's that? I never heard someone call October Cocktober. Cocktober. I had never heard that before, and I was like, wait, hold on. You showed me this. <laughs> yes, I did. Which, which I find kind of funny, because then after, you know, October is November, and we all know what November is. It's not fun. Do I follow it? No, I fail every time. <laughs> Wait, which which thing in November? There's two things in November. Oh. Anorimo? No. The no oh, no, oh no! Yeah, no, no, no you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not doing that. Yeah, no, I fail it every time. You're not, you're not doing that. I just find it funny that it's October and then no, no November. Yes, no, look at me, look at me, I'm not doing that. Look at me, look at me. I'm the captain I, here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like it we had the same thought. Um, I, my brain is starting to malfunction. Uh, we were discussing something. Oh, Lizzie, how are you feeling after the betrayal? You feel okay? No. Do you want to talk about it? I, <laughs> I feel horribly betrayed. I do not forgive him. Yes, and um. I bought you strawberry milk. You did. What will? What will? Bought me strawberry milk because I was sick. See, there is there is some attempt to re. Back ride. There is some attempt to correct what has been wrong. That's because I wasn't wearing shoes. Yes, I could have left you inside, but I gave you a piggyback ride instead. This. This is taking a very strange turn. It is. It is. I was not expecting he this. He did. He carried. He. he I, I. I made him carry me across the front of our. Do you make this? Do you make? Do you make everyone do that? No. Like, is that what you're, what you're gonna ask me to do? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just him. Because if you ask me to do that, I will not be able to oblige. <laughs> no, he's big and strong because he's in the military, so he can do whatever I ask him oh, to do. I don't know about that. <laughs> So <laughs> yes, mm. uh, Jazzy, I I will I will see Perfect Blue and I will give my review on the podcast at some point when I do see it because it's been on my watch list for a while and I just haven't done it. 
You know what you should also watch that's Halloween related? Uh, what should I watch? Ghost Stories. <laughs> I've seen it. I, oh guys, you know what I got to show both of them for the first time last night though? Ghost Stories. He's a My dumb boy. He's a very dumb boy. They are watch- they're watching My Hero Academia, actually. I'm watching it for the first time, and I'm already way farther ahead than Trouble. And... Nice. It's a good show. <laughs> oh, dang. Anyway. I, have, I have friends who voice in later episodes. Ooh. Oh, wait. Which ones? Um, I know my friend Belle <laughs> voices... Insanely a... far ahead of us. I know um, my friend Belle voices in a villain in, like, a one-episode villain who has this obsession with the character Endeavor. I know that. Um, I can't remember the character's name because I don't really watch my... I haven't really caught up with my hero, so... Yeah, I'm behind, too, but... We'll figure um, it out. But, n- no, um, I, showed, I showed them The Craft last night. Oh, Neither yeah. of them had seen it before, and I was like, I gotta show you this. What's The Craft? Bitch! Huh? <laughs> <laughs> else. Oh, it's okay. a 90s movie. You've never seen The Craft with Nev Campbell and, and, and Bruce Bulk and... Lizzie, I have been catching up with movies lately. I only just recently watched In the Mouth of Madness, so... You only just... I gotta show you In the Mouth I, of Madness. I've actually never <laughs> seen that either. Oh, you In the Mouth of Madness? Mouth in the Mouth of Madness was fucking fantastic. I loved it. I know. You said In the Mouth of Madness. Shit. My brain yeah. hurt, hurt something else. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll say this not in the most non-spoilery way possible. Basically, in the mouth of madness is the first two thirds. I was kind of watching it passively. I wasn't really feeling too strong about it one way or the other. But then the third act has a twist, and that twist fucked with me. It made me rethink the whole movie. Well, now I want to watch it, but no. So no, you would you would love it. It's exactly what you think it is. So so. When when you said in the mouth of madness, uh, my brain thought you had said something else. I'm a huge Lovecraftian. Yes, honey, this is exactly Cthulhu mythos. I thought you said in yeah. the mountains that's of madness. What, that's, I was that's like, what wait, the, that's what the title is a reference to. Yeah, it's, it's a Lovecraftian. It's, it's, it's a it's a pseudo adaptation of in the mountains of madness. Oh, okay. Then yes, I will watch it. You, I have to. That's why I immediately like I have to show this to you. It's my yeah, I finished the color out of Jurassic Park. We do need to finish Color Space Boy shit. But yeah, I yeah, I'm really ca- I'm catching up on movies. I have a movie night with my friends every weekend, and it's a chance for them to for all three of them hey. to catch me to catch me up on movies that I've never so seen. You and then guys have the- to put the craft uh, on there. It's a it's a nineties um teen if, horror movie about a coven of witches in a Catholic high school. It, if one of them suggests it, then yeah, I'll do it. But like then when it comes to be my turn, I usually suggest like a lesser known film or something that they apparently haven't seen before. Like apparently none of them have seen Coraline, so I'm showing them that this weekend. What? How do you Coraline's yeah. great? Yeah, how does no one see fucking Coraline? No, you don't know what the craft is, which is shaking me to my <laughs> Well, head. I mean you're giving a lot of lot of unneeded weight to the craft, Lizzie. <laughs> I, I, listen, The Craft is a really flawed movie. Yes, that's, that's what I'm I would call I'm not here to pretend otherwise. I'm not really shook that Jazzy hasn't seen it. I'm shook that she hasn't heard of it. No, okay. I've never heard, I've never heard of it in my life. So let me see. Hold on. I'm looking, hold on. I'm looking it up right now. The Craft <laughs> is a 1996 teen supernatural horror movie directed by Peter, no, Andrew Fleming and a screenplay by Peter for, for, Filardi? Filardi? <laughs> okay, so what is Andrew? Do I recognize anything that he's done? Nope! Uh, that's nope. interesting. 
I recognize none of this man's work. So I'll be going in blind with no expectations. That's always that's always a, preferable. Listen, the craft is a flawed movie. Yes. Uh, by and large, you especially. You can stop at that sentence. The, listen, listen, but it's great. But it's great. I love also, it. Eh. Okay, so would you guys, how mad would you guys be if I told you that only recently my girlfriend showed me Hocus Pocus for the first time? I think we mentioned this last time. Yes. At least yeah. you've seen it. At least you've seen I'll it. I'll give you that. We have right. It's like I like like I don't know. It's there's a lot of movies I just haven't seen. Just give me a movie. I'll tell you if I've seen it or not, and then you could call me a fucking idiot if I haven't. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. I have seen The Wizard of Oz. Give oh. me some. <laughs> no, you've lost your credibility, Jesse. Halloween 2018. Ooh. I have not seen Halloween 2018 because I'm dedicated to never seeing a sequel to Halloween. <laughs> can I? The, can I can how, about, I, how about this? The original Carrie. The original Carrie? Never saw it. Never saw any Carrie. Okay, but he asked me that the other day. Not a lot of people have seen the original. No, that is I've not seen true. The original. That is not true. Okay, not, <laughs> not a lot of people, people that I have seen the original Carrie. And again, somehow I end up being the spookiest person out of most. It is Brian De Palma's most famous movie. Holy shit! Anyway, um, no, I was gonna say I was gonna tell you guys something about the uh, uh, Lovecraft and movies. If you liked that, you would love The Color Out of Space. Hmm. Yeah, that's been on my list. <laughs> yeah, and I was not expecting to see Nicolas Cage in a horror movie. Well, he was in Mandy, you right? You I, still need, I still need to I see Mandy. Mandy. You haven't seen it? You'd like Mandy. If you like Color Out of Space, I watched, like I watched his movie uh, Pig, and I thought he was good in that. But just, yeah, any, any other movies you want to judge to see if I've seen? Uh, no, it's... Uh, Scream. Scream. I watched. I watched <laughs> it years ago, and I watched it again for the last fucking episode, Lizzie. I know, Jazzy. I know. It's okay. Um, um Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I love it. Friday. Freckles. No, I have Friday. not seen Friday. You haven't seen Friday the Thirteenth. Wait, Friday, Friday no. the Thirteenth or Friday with Ice Cube? <laughs> Oh no no no! I didn't say Friday. I said Friday. Doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't matter. I haven't seen either. So. Oh, bye, Felicia. <laughs> but no, um, I haven't seen Friday the Thirteenth. Actually, the only movie with Jason Voorhees that I've ever seen, and you and you're gonna scream at me for this, is uh, Freddy vs. Jason. No, it's not. Yeah, everybody, so am I. <laughs> get mad at them for loving Freddy vs. Jason as if Freddy vs. Jason isn't one of my favorite movies. No, no, no. That's I'm not fun. saying you're I'm not saying you're going to get mad at me for liking it. I'm, I said you're going to get mad at me for it being the only Jason movie I've seen. No, no, that's fine. Because it's my favorite entry in the Friday the 13th entire Friday the 13th franchise. Freddy so, vs. Jason. Technically, the first movie's not about Jason. I mean, it is I know. isn't. Here's I'm a aware. Couple uh, Dust Till Dawn. Uh, I need to, I I still need to see it. Okay. Uh, rubber. The, the shitty looking tire slasher movie. <laughs> it's fantastic. I don't know what this is. You haven't seen Rubber, Lizzie? No. It's oh, I a, feel like it's a sentient tire that blows up people's it's heads. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but I feel like you should watch. Wait, it. is this like the Ginger Dead Man? You think I would, no, considering it's... I'm a connoisseur of shitty movies, but. Is it like the Ginger Dead Man? I don't know. Uh, no, no, from what I know, no, it's not like the Ginger Dead Man. The Ginger Dead Man is like peak bad. 
slasher movie. No, this one on, like, I think is worse. Budget. No, I think isn't this one trying to be like an art film? In is some regards, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta watch whatever <laughs> is it? this is. I don't. From what I heard, it wasn't trying to be a B movie, but I guess it is. I don't, I don't, I know, I don't, I never saw Rubber, so. But I, I do know Ginger Dead Man because of fucking Gary Busey. Gary Busey. I watched it once just because I'd heard about it. I was like, this movie, this isn't real. This isn't real. Have you real. seen The Room? The, no. I've heard you of The Room? You haven't seen The Room? <laughs> I've heard of it. I haven't seen it yet, though. It's bullshit. <laughs> oh, no. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Why, Lisa, why? why? I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> I just saw you. What are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> Where's my fucking money, Danny? We're no, I don't want to talk about that. Anyway, how's your sex life? <laughs> how is how is how is how is your sex life, James? Oh, are legitimately get, asking. Uh, now I'm legitimately asking you. Fantastic. Is it? Yeah. Is it wonderful? Yes. Are you very happy with it? He's lying. <laughs> It's okay, I don't have to be chicken. I'm holding the scissors. In a few minutes, bitch. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I got him to answer the question genuinely, and then you guys just kept quoting the room, and it's very funny. <laughs> I've seen this I've seen this movie like at least twelve times. So I yes, I do. Bl- I own the Blu-ray. I own the signed Blu-ray. Oh, you lucky bitch. I've met Tommy at least two or three times. Bro! <laughs> he, he apparently saw my uh, a, a room meme video I did a few months, uh, some months back. I think almost a year ago now. That's funny. Basically, Tommy's there was a character. A, mm-hmm. oh, basically, oh. basically oh. there was a... There was a thing where people were doing something with the um, Animaniacs theme song back, like, about e- when the new one was coming out and the um, oh, opening yeah, got really... yeah, I remember that. And um, the one I did was related to the room. Hold on, like, let me find it, because I know... I while know... You're, while you're looking it, for it, Jazzy, he wants to say a thing. So, so speaking of, like, meeting, like, famous people and all that, and I had asked yes, about Carrie, the original Carrie earlier. So, this is coming from my mom. Apparently, her first cousin was married to her. Oh, this is basic. This is basic. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I love this. I love the six degrees of. (laughs) I love the six degrees of like connection to celebrities we got going. It's super cool, right? Anyway, I that would, is the that is the thing I made that got viral, and apparently I'm I suspect Tommy saw it. So I will check this out when my computer doesn't like to crash when trying to open links from from Skype. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, I was gonna mention something. Oh, can I can I talk for a second? Because I was thinking about because I watched. I watched Halloween 2018 last night, and I have to say that's I enjoyed it more this time, but it's, like, one of the strangest modern horror movies I've seen in terms of, like, major production film, just because it's, it's so weird. Like, <laughs> I, 
I I can't I can't describe how strange that movie is. Weird. I, okay, I love Halloween twenty. I've talked about this at length before. I love Halloween twenty eighteen. It is by far and away my favorite um, sequel to the Halloween franchise that they've ever made. Um, I I I I I think I agree, but the 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 bar for that is already kind of low. So I don't know. The original Halloween two is really great. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I really like it. I think it's great. It, it, I think it, the kills in that are super great. Are super super great. Yeah, it just meshes in with the rest of the slasher genre though a bit more so. Like because it feels like I don't know. It feels a lot closer to like Friday the Thirteenth than like. It's okay. It's fine for what it is. It, it is. It is fine. Uh, um, but I will say, Halloween 2018 is an entertaining movie. But it's fucking strange, and I I know you, you you're wondering I why I think that, but like like characters do really weird things. There's like weird choices in dialogue. The humor is really like just like doesn't fit in places. It's I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it's a baffling movie in a lot of ways to me I, because I don't agree. I just, like, I just don't agree. I think that all the I. I, I <laughs> One of the things I really liked about it, first of all, is because that movie came out in 2018, right? So I was two years out. I was two years out of high school. I thought that the way they depict they they characterized teenagers in that movie was really good. Um, I, I mean, for the for the like five minutes that they get, yeah. No, I thought that you got me to really care about these characters in a really short amount of time, which is a hard feat for a slasher. I also. I don't know. I've talked at length about this before. There's something that Halloween 2018 is so intricately about mothers and daughters and generational trauma and really bringing to the forefront the obvious, obvious sexual assaults and domestic abuse metaphors prevalent in the slasher genre. And I'm I not trying to was, say it's a bad and movie. I love that. I love that they did that. I thought it was so good. I thought it was so well done by making this movie, making it a movie fundamentally about the relationship between a mother and her daughter and her granddaughter. I no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that's that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm not even arguing that I think it's a bad movie, but what I am saying is there's just so many strange moments in it. Like, like, okay, there's a scene where two cops have a length conversation about the sandwich that they had that he had prepared specifically from the Vietnamese restaurant um, because the partner likes peanut butter and jelly. And then he says, no, I'm not going to eat that. And he shows a, a brownie that he made. Now, I don't, I mean, I get that they're trying to humanize it, but this, considering the, the filmmaker's backgrounds in comedy, like, it just feels weird to pair that with a Michael Myers movie to me. And I'm not, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm saying it's weird. And like, characters say weird things and there's like weird choices in dialogue like like i i i'm I'm sorry but i'm not a huge fan of when laurie says that she was praying for michael to escape so that she could kill him because the way the sequence plays out and i don't know if it's because it's how it's edited or if it's because it's the the way the dialogue is it just like the other characters like why the hell would you do that because i want to kill him it's 
it's strange to me and it comes off really weird like, I, I i remember seeing that line in the trailer and the guy acting like why would you do that as if like she somehow had the will to make that happen and i lost my shit in the middle of the theater <laughs> because it was the you, dump it was played so i don't know if it's the same in the movie it's, but it's, pay, it's played, played so, so seriously yeah. It's so dumb. It's so fucking dumb. And that's why I didn't see it, because this still looked awful. I'm sorry. I disagree. I'm... I didn't find any of this to be off-tone. I thought that it transitioned between comedy and seriousness really well, because this is... I don't know. Lori's PTSD response to Michael doesn't have to make sense or be consistent, because not, a PT, PTSD saying... response to your assault, your, your assaulter is, often isn't. I'm not saying that it has to be or that it should make sense in that. I'm saying that the film is weird in how they handle it. Like, that's a weird no, moment to me. It, to and, me, it felt so reflective about what, about the complicated feelings one would have about such a situation. I, it's just the, uh, I can't, <laughs> I so, get what you mean. Like, the themes are okay. It's just the way that the film chooses to betray and the way it's edited and the way the, the writers wrote these sequences, it it's it's baffling to me. Like, it, it feels like the weirdest hodgepodge of different, like, thoughts on what this franchise should be all like, rolled into one and made by a comedy director. And it's, like, really strange. It's, like, it sounds so like, weird to me because it's not like the... It's not like the original Halloween didn't have small moments where the character will say a character will say something right. funny. But it was more in the dialogue that was naturally being said by the characters and not, oh, this is the funny part. Yeah, it's very <laughs> much this is the funny part. So, which, so. I, makes, which makes me think I wouldn't like the 2018 movie because I fucking hate when films do that. <laughs> um, Lizzie, this is not the shit on a movie you like, or I'm just trying to I explain know, my feelings. I I'm just, just trying to explain my feelings on how strange it is. I didn't find it strange. I didn't find it totally dissonant. I thought it was really well balanced, and I thought. I, I thought also don't think it's that scary. I'm sorry. I yeah, like there's like there there's also, like maybe one or two sequences that are like thrilling, but like for the most part, like there's scenes that are I I can't tell whether or not some things are supposed to be comedy and which scenes are supposed to be scary. Like and I also like especially the climax of the film is so satisfying. Uh um yes and and yes and and no. <laughs> no. How is Okay, listen. I saw that movie opening night in the theater when Michael looks down and Lori is gone on that Halloween music sting. It was one of the top five moments in this movie theater for me. Uh, the audience I, cheered. It was amazing. Maybe maybe your perspective is being in the audience filled with people because I saw it not with filled with people who didn't cheer or <laughs> anything. Hang on, Can guys. Just... He, he, he thinks he remembers a Friday the 13th movie he saw. So and I so I remember when you asked me if I'd seen it, I said I had seen it in Friday the 13th movies. I may have lied because I just remembered one because it was weird as sh It was weird as shit. Mm-hmm. Jason X. Yeah, Jason X is weird. Talk about weird horror movies. Jason X is the it, it's it's yeah it is. I was gonna say I was gonna say it's hard because Friday the Thirteenth gets really weird, but Jason X is the weirdest, definitely the weirdest entry. Str a strange one to be the only one you've seen. Yes, <laughs> it was all that was on TV at some at one point. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Back when I actually watched TV. And Jason X, the one where he goes to space. Yes. <laughs> But also, can I just say in terms of the new Halloween movie, can I just say that the sequel, can I just say that the, 
I never saw it, but I'll say the sequel to it, um, Halloween Kills, that's the worst fucking title you could give a Halloween sequel aside from Resurrection. That is what such about a Halloween bad... Ends? That that's at least is one. a that is at least a coherent thought, and I got, get what they were doing with that. What the fuck does Halloween Kills mean? I don't know. I what? thought it was just it. It kills you. Halloween kills also, you. That's... Also, why why just call it Halloween? <laughs> look, why look, that, that means... No, it's called Halloween because the the original was called Halloween because it takes place on fucking Halloween. There you go. Perfect logic. Fuck you, Crystal. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the original. I'm talking about the the why you call it the 28th one. I don't um, know. That's a thing. It's the same oh, yeah. same thing with the new Candyman. No, and the original and... perfect title. That is a fucking flawless tile. They, yeah, and, they did the same thing with the new Candyman. Now, this is the thing that they're doing now. Is because I hate they it because I hate it because it's like you're gonna tell someone, oh, I'm watching Halloween. Which one? The original 1970s film, the Rob Zombie remake, or the 2018 <laughs> sequel to the 70s film that has the same fucking title? Okay, listen to me, Jazzy. Listen to me calmly. Listen to my words. <laughs> no. I. <laughs> I was waiting there, for it. <laughs> there was. He, if, if someone were to just say to me four years ago, before Halloween 2018, if someone were to say to me, oh, I'm watching Halloween, I would still ask which one because I would want to know if they were watching one of the nine sequels. <laughs> it's so stupid. If you're making a direct sequel to the first one, why give it the same title? It I don't disagree. It's not, a, it's not a trend I'm a huge fan of right now. But like, they're doing it, which is, and it's the reason why the new Scream is also just called Scream is because it's satirizing that. But like, look, it's, look, I, look, look, I'm mad minimalism. about that because because Scream with a number five replacing the S was right there. I agree. No, I agree. <laughs> I'm also mad it was about that. Right there. They did it for four. It. You fuckers. <laughs> okay. Right we have there. to, guys. We have to go. I have a girlfriend. I need to take to a pumpkin patch. Okay, so, you go be gay. <laughs> yes, always. I have to drive them there. You have to drive us well, there. Well, <laughs> I, I hope that you two have fun. Lizzie, do you want to to read off your uh, your plugs and all that? Mm-hmm. Uh, as always, you can find me at Lizzie Lemon Drop on Twitter and TikTok and read the things I write. It is linked in my bio. I work hard on them. <laughs> Please James go has, go. Has nothing to do. <laughs> I mean, J- James, I, I just want to say, since you're leaving the show, thank you for being on our show. It was fun talking with you. I know some of the things went over your head, but I hope that you actually had some fun. And obviously, we'd love to have you back on at some point if you if you want to have a conversation with us. You you've been you've been a blast. Seriously. Oh, um, thank you guys for having me, and I really do hope to come back. I'd I'd be happy to. I had a great time. Oh, I'll I'll drag you back. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, hopefully next time uh, I'll have more. You had plenty to say. <laughs> more information on what the topics are. Yeah, you had some really <laughs> good conversations you had to talk about. Neither, none of good. us were going to be able to explain why a gun jammed. None of us were going to be able to do that. So we needed Yeah, we that was needed. an awesome start to this podcast. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we needed you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm happy to help. All right. I'll talk to you guys right. later. Love everybody. All right. Bye. Bye, Bye, Lizzie. Hey, Jazzy. It's you and me again. Oh, boy. What are we going to do for the rest of the show? We're going to talk more about how Halloween 2018 was weird. (laughs) 
I was going to say, is this going to be the part where you convince me to go watch Halloween 2018? Because a lot of people have been trying to do that. Like, most so, of my friends have been trying to get me to watch it and, like, budge off of my uh, not watching a sequel to Halloween. <laughs> I have complicated feelings on it because I think I'm in a similar boat to, like, your perspective. Um, I, I am willing to watch sequels to the series, for, which is what makes us different. But I, I do hold the original to such high regards. Like a lot of my own short films like are very clearly inspired by Halloween. Uh, I've definitely borrowed and taken and been inspired by it as a filmmaker um, when I do my own stuff. Um, but um, I will say if you're going to see the new film, I will say just just don't have expectations for it to be like the old film like just if you see it just observe it from like this is a very different beast and while it will pay homage and will reference it and will be it definitely wants to do something different i also happen to think the movie is strange in its approach to humor uh because it definitely feels like some moments are so the director has made a bunch of movies and projects with the with Danny McBride, who is also the co-writer of the film. David Gordon Green directed the movie, worked with uh-huh. Danny McBride specifically on this film. Um, obviously, you know their background in comedy. Yeah, uh, comedy, quote unquote. <laughs> right. And um, I think the director did Your Highness. Which oh is, God! I I've only seen bits and pieces of that one, but it was bad. Yeah, um, and other things that Danny McBride has worked on. Um, so there are moments that definitely feel like they came out of ad lib. Um, and other things feel like designed, like you, like we mentioned that one line in the trailer was designed to be the badass moment, and I feel like it comes off awkwardly. Um, there's also moments right. where I can't tell whether or not they're trying to be funny with a moment or scary, um, which is very weird. But the, I, on the flip side of that, there are genuine moments of well-made filmmaking in it. Like, there's incredibly well-made shots. The performances from the cast, I will say, all around are generally really good. Um, the There's some... And, I mean, I don't think as a whole the movie's all that scary, but I will say there's like at least two sequences that are tense. Um, and I mean, it's I mean, it's Jamie Lee Curtis and she gets to be a badass. So that's cool in and of itself. Um, so I don't know. I'm not trying to convince you to see the movie. I'm just saying if you do see it, just go into it knowing it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still probably not going to see it. Like, again, I loved the original so much that I pretty much dedicated myself to never seeing a sequel to it. How about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which has nothing to do with Michael Myers? That is, like, the only one I'm tempted to watch because they actually tried doing something different there. Yeah, because I think John Carpenter wanted to make a Halloween series, but, like, an anthology series as opposed to keeping it to a sequel slasher series of Michael Myers, which I would I would say that's actually an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. I just if don't, only. I mean, I don't think... I think it's an interesting concept, but I don't think it was sold well. You know? <laughs> that's probably why it failed. That's fair. Cause like, or maybe they should have just released it as Season of the Witch. Yeah, because it's called Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, 
you could easily just call it Season of the Witch, have it set during Halloween, and I think maybe over time they would have gotten at least... I think it's gotten re-evaluation I've seen online. Yeah. Even though yeah, I've never got... seen the film itself, but um, I know it's gotten re-evaluation when it initially got poor reception. Um, yeah, I'm also aware that... Um... Yeah, there's a lot about the different Halloween movies that's come to light since then. More specifically, um, Halloween 6 got the producer's cut released on Blu-ray some years back, so. Right, which is, I think I heard is an interesting version of it. Yeah, it's allegedly better. (laughs) Allegedly. Yep. Isn't there, like, a producer's cut of Spider-Man 3? Or is it an editor's cut? There's an editor's cut of Spider-Man 3. That's an editor's cut, okay. But why would you was... why would you recut perfection? I, to make it even more perfection. I don't know. I, I thought that I, I there's a part of me that always likes the theatrical cut more, mainly because um I think I liked Aunt May's scenes and they are cut down tremendously in the editor's cut. Like, you know the scene near the end of the movie where after Spider-Man gets the fucking black goop off, like um uh Aunt May visits him. And he, she's like, oh, did you propose Mary Jane? And he's like, I heard her. What, what do I do? And she says, you do the hardest thing. You forgive yourself. And that was a good scene. That's not in the editor's cut. That's really weird. And it's like, that's a oh. nice moment. Fuck you for giving me less Rosemary Harris's Aunt May. That is strange. Um, oh, if we're going to talk about alternate cuts of movies for a few minutes, um, I, I, I wanted to bring up um, the infamous film that has a lot of alternate cuts, and that is Blade Runner. Which versions have you seen, and which do you prefer, or have you not seen any? I've only seen one cut of it, and it was... What the fuck was it? Hold on, let me... Is it the final cut? Yes. Okay, because I've seen the theatrical, the directors, and the final cut, and I think the final cut is the best version of, of the film. Yeah, honestly, now that I've seen the final cut and what I heard was cut was not in other versions. I'm like, yeah, this is probably the only version I'll ever watch of the original Blade Runner. I mean, and to be fair, all the filmmakers and everyone involved pretty much says that that's the only version that really needs to be seen at this point. And that's fair. I really like the original Blade Runner. I didn't like 2049. I know I'm probably of a, on a minority when I say that, but I, I did not care for 2049. And that's fair. I like the movie, but, you know. If you're not into it, that's cool. Um, no, no, I couldn't get into it, and I thought it was. I thought it. I thought it took what were interesting ideas in the first one and did nothing with them aside from throw shit at the wall and hope to God something sticks. <laughs> but I thought it was well directed, which makes me interested in seeing this director's new uh, Dune movie, which looks fucking awesome. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm very curious about Dune, but. I'm going to be honest and say that nothing really has excited me about it. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious about it for sure. I mean, other than the fact that I think he's a good director and the cast is good, the film itself, there's nothing that has like grabbed me, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just, I want to see another Epic. That's not a fucking superhero movie. So I just wish they turned up the brightness a little bit. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like the look of it. (laughs) The darkness. Uh, that's fair. Everyone has their own taste and aesthetic for what they prefer. Um, like, I like color, don't get me wrong, but, like, 
I don't know. I, I just want to see something that's kind of like this big event film that's not a fuck. I don't know. It's weird to have like this big event film that's not a fucking superhero movie. And it's interesting to me. Yeah. Superhero movies have, superhero movies have kind of oversaturated the market like crazy. So, and don't get me wrong. I like a lot of them, mainly some of the newer stuff with DC. So. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm maybe a bit biased because I do really like superhero content, um, yeah. quite a lot. But, by the way, did you, by, by the way, did you see the stuff that was shown off at the fandom? I did. I watched the trailers. I didn't watch the fandom itself, but I watched a right. bunch of the trailers, like Peacemaker, and I saw the trailer mm-hmm. for for the for the Batman, and I saw the tra- trailer for um, Flash, and uh, the little clip that they put out of Black Black Adam. Um, I'm excited. I, um, I am I'm very very excited for most of the things. Um, I will say I didn't think this Batman trailer was nearly as good as the first trailer. Um, I like I just, it. I, I think it's okay. There's just nothing that super excited me about it. Um, it didn't, like, yes. take me off my feet. You know what I mean? Like, But to be fair, I don't think any of the recent Planet of the Apes films took me off my feet in terms of trailers. But the movies themselves I thought were really good because Matt Reeves did those as well. You know, that's fair. Uh, also, Harley Quinn season three. Fuck yes. Yes. OK, well, that's super exciting. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm currently uh, reading the first issue of the the was it the Eat K, uh, Bang Kill Tour or whatever the comic. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's good so far. It's very nice. gay. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know a lot of people were interested. Like, apparently, the I didn't see any of the new Aquaman stuff, but apparently, I guess people were hyped for all the stuff that wasn't Amber Heard. So, <laughs> oh, I didn't see. I didn't see that either. I saw the Flash though, which I'm kind yeah. of excited about, purely because of Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah, my, I'm very, I'm very hyped for Flash just be, just because of Michael Keaton and the fact that fucking '80s Batmobile, bitch. <laughs> Which they, yeah, they didn't show, but they definitely tease, which is going to be amazing in the theaters. I think that yeah. movie's going to be super cool. Um, I no, hope no. so. No, just watch. They're going to reveal it in the movie, and it's going to be the fucking Batman and Robin Batmobile, and the only one in the theater who's happy is me. Actually, no, I'd be, I'd, 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 I'd be with right there with you. <laughs> if they, if they revealed that, I would be standing up applauding because I think that's a fucking amazing choice. <laughs> No, 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 yeah, if they did that, I, I just imagining the look of disgust on everyone in the audience's face, but I'm in the middle of that theater going, yeah! Fuck yes! My years of defending this film paid off! And then they have a cameo from fucking the Burt Ward. <laughs> like they did in the Arrowverse crossover they did last. Right, no, just I, I just want to see that shiny neon light piece of shit Batmobile from Batman and Robin just because I love it so much. It's great. <laughs> I, I so want it. If that's it's what's perfect. Revealed. It's perfect for the show that it's in. <laughs> right, right. No, for the movie it's in, you mean? <laughs> well, yes, but I'm talking about the Bat... Oh, you mean Batman and Robin. Yeah, that's what I mean, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I want the fucking neon lit Joel Schumacher Batman and Robin Batmobile under that tarp. 
Just so for some um, reason, I thought you had said Batman nineteen the the nineteen sixty show, not the, no, no. I'm talking about, about the brain. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Batmobile. No one likes except me and a few others. So. Oh, I, I then then I'd be there right there with you either way because I think that'd be a really funny fucking choice. Um, I was talking about the Batman sixties thing. My brain went there for some reason. Well, I mean, Batman and Robin the movie is basically an adaptation of the Adam West show. So right, that's yeah, but. W- wouldn't that also be cool if it was the Adam West Batmobile? Look, look, if it was any of the cl- of the classic Batmobiles from any what of the movies. Or- oh, God, if there was, like, all the Batmobiles, I would be so fucked. And then, like, they're like, are we missing one? And then the fucking Tumblr from the Nolan films rolls in. I would be so happy. I think they did that in um the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, just- from what I remember. So that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just want all these fucking Batmobiles back just because I, I always love I always love the Batmobile. It's always one of my favorite like visual aspects of these movies is the Batmobile. No matter the movie, no matter how quote unquote shitty the design is, I'm always happy to see it. So it's always fascinating. Like, I'm, I'm I even fascinated li- I, by. I, yeah, I even like the I even like the one in the Matt Reeves film from the looks of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very curious about that. Cause like it's reminding me of what they they do it on um, Batwoman the TV show the Batmobile is in that but it's it's very much more car you know right than it is you know tank um I don't know I I feel like I still think the uh, I still think the the Burton era Batmobile might be my favorite design because it it blends the the car <laughs> idea with like tank or at least something stylish. I kind of like that, but everyone has their own favorites, I'm sure, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. No, my favorite. Um. I definitely say. Uh, I definitely say the. I really like the Burton one, and despite the fact yeah. that I'm not the biggest fan of Batman v Superman, I did like the Batmobile in that one. That one was. Yeah, a cool, I agree. That's a good. That's a cool car. Yeah. That was a cool ass Batmobile. Like, I'll give Snyder this. He knows he knows the Batman aesthetic, and God, does he make it look good. <laughs> That's true. His costume was good, too. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. the... It's clear... It's funny, because it's very clear to me Snyder wants to make more Batman content, because it seems to be where all the good shit in these movies go. Yeah, he definitely like, is a fan. Well, the only, the only issue I do have is that... And I think... I think a lot of Batman properties are missing that post-Nolan, but... I kind of wish they would show a bit more of Batman's heart, if you get what Same. I mean, or at least Same. Bruce's heart. Because, because I'm like, I understand that he's a tortured individual, but I would just like to show, like a lot of people share it, and I think they have a good reason to share it. I think just probably other better examples, but there's a mm-hmm. sequence in Justice League where Batman sits down and talks to one of the villains who's like a little girl. Um, oh yeah, and, and she's, she's gonna die, so... Right, and it's a very heartfelt sequence, and I feel like what makes Batman such an iconic hero, besides his aesthetic, and I, I think, I think what's missing is that he's an aspirational figure, right? And I feel like having some heart and showing some of that compassion and kindness, and I like the idea of framing it with him with children because um, children look up to him, you know, like. See, I think Snyder almost had this idea. Almost. Cause like th- I think he's a little too 
stuck in Dark Dark Knight Returns. He, he, he is, he is, he is. But yeah. I think he almost had it. Like, um, there's a scene at the beginning of Batman v Superman that I actually liked where Bruce is running through Metropolis I, as the I agree cli- with you. yeah yeah as the climax of Man of Steel is happening, and he helps this little girl. I fucking like that scene, and and it pisses me off because we were introduced to a good Bruce Wayne slash Batman in that scene, and he never comes back for the rest of the movie and says this fucking asshole. Yeah, I had, I had to you. wait. I had to wait until Justice League to get that Batman, and specifically Snyder's version, because fuck Whedon. No, I. I'm, yeah, I'm with you there. That scene was good. I like that mm-hmm. sequence. It's just right. I, I don't, I don't, I don't care for the. I like darkness in my Batman stories for sure, but I also wish that the darkness wouldn't just be all-consuming. You, if you get what yeah. I mean. Yeah, I get you. And again, I think, especially with Justice League, I think Snyder almost had it, and it's like, yeah. you. You almost had it. And but from what I hear of like what was planned for the later Justice League films, I am not begging for a Snyderverse. This isn't me like petitioning for uh restore the Snyderverse at all. Because from what I heard of the uh later Justice League films that were planned, oh boy, no. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, no. Yeah, it's I mean like I, we can kind of spoil it, like we've already done, but I I hate the nightmare sequence, the the future sequence ending to Justice League. I think it's awful. It, I think it's an it, awful it, sequence. Yeah, I think it's terrible. I think it see because the movie did end on a pretty solid note. If you end it before there, where it's like, oh, the league's returned, everything's okay. You might have that little tease with Lex and Deathstroke. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine with me. Why did you need to continue after that? Why did you need this stupid nightmare sequence that didn't add anything except Jared Leto, who no one needs in any movie ever? I know. It's... It's so... It's so awful. And it's so, like... I don't want to say any... It's, like, so poorly done, too. Like, the color grading is terrible. The... which is funny because the color grading wasn't that bad in the rest of the movie. I mean, it wasn't great. It was but okay, it was, but it was all, yeah. it was fine. It was fine. It was passable. In fact, I'd say it's better on the Blu-ray actually. So. Oh, I'm sure. I'm. Uh, well, by the way, is the Blu-ray still in the horrible aspect ratio? Uh, yeah. It's. I think because the color grading was better on the Blu-ray, I was able to appreciate the aspect ratio a little more. Like I can see that they clearly filmed it with that in mind. Uh, rule of thirds is generally followed with this ratio in mind, so it's not complete and choice. I just don't like it for a, for an action movie like this. Right. I think but, they should have put a, an option on the Blu-ray. Then is there? There's no option to change that because that would have been a really no, good. No. No. And, it, and that's it's really weird. disappointing. And it's weird because the menu is in 16 by nine, and the behind-the-scenes documentary is in 16 by nine. So. <sighs> But the movie itself is in four by three, which is so. It, I I just I wouldn't have such a problem with it if it was an option. Right, you know I what wouldn't I mean? have like, a problem with it if it was like so. So it's generally agreed that Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League, the Snyder Cut, are a trilogy. They yes. fo- they follow after the other. In which case, this is the most artistically inconsistent trilogy made by one director I've ever seen. I understand yes. when this happens when each entry has a different director, but this is the same dude. So it's like <laughs> you had two films that were in widescreen, 
and now one film that's in that's in that's in four by three. Like if you want to make your films in four by three, cool. But for this, why? <laughs> I don't. I I still don't understand. I've heard right, explanations of it, and I still don't understand it. <laughs> what's even weirder is that the um the uh, screenshots of the movie on the back of the box are clearly in sixteen by nine. So I know a version of this film in sixteen by nine fucking exists. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there is. I'm sure that's what what one of the points of contention I'm sure Warner Brothers had with Snyder while making this movie. I guarantee that. Yeah. Um, and I normally don't side with studios in these regards, but <laughs> sometimes they make good decisions, right? right. Like a studio, right. a studio is, I don't, I don't, I'm not a personal big fan of the argument that the director itself, sh- themselves, um, should have necessarily with these big tentpole films, 100% full on creative control, just for right. the fact that. I feel like other voices in in the room could be useful if those voices are indeed right. useful. See, you know what I thing, mean? Yeah, the thing about Snyder is that he has good ideas. I will admit that. The man has great ideas, and he does have a good eye for visual storytelling. The problem is he needs people to tell to reel him in sometimes. Right. Like like how I feel how I feel about the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> right, and there's no shame in that. There's no. Sh- I feel like there's this idea that there's shame in needing people to reel you in. There isn't. It's fine if you need people to help you. That's. There's no shame in that. Because I don't. I don't feel like film itself should be viewed specifically as like one artist creating a vision when film right. itself is a collaborative process. Right, right, many, right. Many this, artists, right? See, th- see, this is why I can't stand it when people are going, giving shit to James Wan for um, for Amber Heard being in the new Aquaman, because it's like, that's not his fucking decision, guys. <laughs> yeah, he's that's, just working with what he has. That's that's like contracts and producer shit right there. It's like, bl- bitch at them. Don't bl- yeah, don't bitch at the studio, them. don't bitch at Wan. <laughs> right, and it's like... I have my own issues with that whole boycott Aquaman 2 thing, just on a general, my, just on my general principles and just film. Like, I'll say this, I don't like Amber Heard, but. <laughs> that's, that's understandable. I also, right. I'm also of the mindset that I don't like Tap either because I've heard he's just as, just as awful. Right, right, right. No, my understanding of the situation is, is that they were both kind of terrible people who were terrible to each other. So at yeah. the end of the day. And keep in mind, it, this entire drama was so drenched in social media and arguing that I don't even know what the fuck to believe anymore. I just that's that's why I don't I don't put my nose in it. <laughs> right. So I'm just generally of the opinion of they both seemed like shitty people who are shitty to each other. So I yeah. feel like it's kind of a stupid. Like I do think it's bullshit that jo- that Johnny lost a role while she kept while she kept one in the same company. Yeah, that's bullshit. They're both. <laughs> Right, I'm I I, I I totally get that, but right. that studio but stuff that you can bitch at, not right, like right, necessarily right. the filmmakers. Right, right. I think boycotting the film isn't going to harm the producers; it's going to harm the actual creative forces behind Aquaman two, which is yeah. why I am so not okay with the with this move to boycott. Also, which I haven't be- seen. I'm surprised that never passed, crossed my my radar. Oh right no, now. it's it's crossed mine plenty of times, and it's I I find it fucking irritating honestly just because again 
And I could be wrong. If someone hears this podcast and has like an article that shows why one is guilty or the other is full of shit, I don't know, that actually has sources, go right ahead. I'll admit if I'm wrong. I, if, if Amber Heard's the only piece of shit in this situation and there, and there is evidence to prove that, fuck it. Yeah, go ahead and link me that shit. I'll go, I, and I will go on the next podcast and say, hey, guys, I was fucking wrong. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, so, all in all, <laughs> boycotting that movie will indeed hurt the creatives more so than the, the studio itself. If you want to, like, bring attention to studio problems, focus on the fucking studio, right? Right, like, right, right. And then focus I, on, like, fucking James Wan or even Jason Momoa or whatever you want to push. Like, like, the hundreds of people working on this movie, because right, I think we, the artists I, and creatives, yes. Like, like, I feel like people tend to view movies as just director and actors, or maybe a few other folks, but the, and that's it. When there's just so many folks behind making a movie, a lot of which don't have anything to do with this situation. And I think one point, I think, before we, I think we should, we should wrap up the show, but before wrapping up the show, I wanted to bring full circle back to the topic we initially discussed with the idea of, um, you know, how unfortunately that accident occurred on set with mm -hmm. this new Alec Baldwin film and the fact that I think people tend to forget about the hundreds upon hundreds of crew members that put not only their their time, their energy, their physical body into, but oftentimes their safety into. Mm -hmm. And attacking something like this is a great point to make when um, uh, people forget about them. And these people right. should not be forgotten. They're just like the guy fucking bringing food to the set, I would argue, is important to the role. Like, you know, I the PIs are important. The gaffs are, gaff are, gaffers are important. The lighting crew are really important. The people who lug the, 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 the materials around are important. The prop crew is important you know you can't forget about these because these are oftentimes hardworking individuals they're not they're not paid oftentimes the best either and they deserve full um full protection that's mm -hmm. where my 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 feelings stand because i i don't like the idea that these people who are super hardworking individuals get shit on and oftentimes mm -hmm. get hurt in the process right um so um, I think that's a good that's a good that's a good point that we should bring uh, before ending rounding off this this podcast on because uh, it's really important to me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So um, with that said, um, I know not the most fun topic to end it on. Uh, we will be back for more spooky season. Um, but first, you, you want to plug your stuff, Jazzy? Uh, yeah, you can find me. Actually, by the time you release uh, the next episode we record, it'll be November 1st. So. <laughs> Right. Um, probably. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so, uh, da -da 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 -da. uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Lady Jazzington. You can also find me on Twitch under the same name. Uh, tomorrow I'll be going back to my stream of the Kingdom Hearts series that I've been doing to celebrate 2K followers on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me under the name Jazzy Oliver on YouTube. It's just shitpost, but I got, but I got enough subscribers to get the community tab so I can actually say random shit. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Definitely go subscribe to Jazzy's stuff and content and follow her on Twitter. Um, um, and my name 
is Crystal Williams. I am a writer. I recently posted an article from my Medium account uh, about my coming out story um, that you can go check out if you like. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at CrystalWRocks, where I deal with bigots attacking me for no reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's Twitter. That's what's being a trans woman is on Twitter. Um, a vocal trans woman, which I am. Uh, but... All in all, this is another fun episode of the Galaxy Geekdom Podcast. We love you, everybody. Stay safe. Have a fun, continued, spooky season. I don't know if you'll hear this before Halloween uh, uh, ends, or maybe I'll maybe I'll, I'll upload it on Halloween. Probably not, for, but who knows this for, for the next one. Yeah, I was going to say for this one, yeah, it'll definitely be. But if this is the last episode of the spooky season, thank you for joining us and having fun talking the spook stuff. Uh, and we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. See ya.